Hi, this is Lacey. This is Jason. From Bourbon House, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. are listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin revolutionary movement that's headed by a character named dr x and uh this young person is manipulated uh, into carrying out uh, violent acts for the revolutionary movements or assassinations and whatnot and uh, it's it's uh, presented in the flashback mode from the character the kid's name is Nikki so one big flashback after he's been committed to a uh, mental institution so the story takes place in uh, his headspace from you know the end of the story and flashes back through it so all right, Freeform Rock Podcast, man, and uh, we're doing an album that uh, we already did with the fake Lee called DJ Lee, and so those episodes are called remixes. We've already done that with Guns N' Roses, we're doing this with uh, Operation Mindcrime, but before that, I asked uh, the Mooger Fugger, if you guys know the Mooger Fugger of Decibel Geek fame, what's up, Shane? You picked this album, Mooger Fugger? <laughs> yes, sir. Um... That came into this album uh, a little bit later than most. Well, I, I, we'll get to that later because I'm just introducing you and you pick. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, because because the star needs hey, to speak yeah. last. So. Yeah. Well, Mark, we're, nice we're, to see you eating. again. Jerry, Charles. Hey, nice, nice to yes. see you. We're eating into yes. my time, Mark. All right. All right. Jerry, <laughs> what's up, man? Not, man. Just looking forward to the show, man. Uh, good to have Shane on. Glad to have you on, brother. Thank you for being on. All right, asshole. I mean, star. <laughs> hey, you don't watch it with that shit, buddy. There's a strike going on right now in Hollywood, and I am I'm walking across the picket line right now. But uh, <laughs> really, yeah. I mean, being the star of this fucking outfit. Anyway, hey. Yeah, I mean, I hope at this point, fog hat. I know it's going to be weeks away from now, but that needs to pick up because that was one fucking awesome album, man. That was fun doing that one. That was a good pick, Charles. That was a good fucking album. And if people don't know it, they're stupid. And that's why <laughs> why rock and roll is dying, Mark. Because I keep telling you, even old stuff nobody cares about. Nah, it's dude, getting it's crazy. Just, nobody knows. Dude, I knew a fog hat. I knew a slow ride. I knew of the, the hits, but... I never did a deep dive in it because there was so much shit hitting us in like when we were teenagers in the 80s. It's like, go back to the 70s when I got Def Leppard Pyromania, I got Dio Holy Diver. I got all these fucking albums coming out at me in 1983. True. <laughs> I was, well, I was a very fortunate dude, man. I mean, I had an uncle graduate in high school in 79 and he used to beat up people that wore kiss shirts. <laughs> that kind of dude. Oh shit! So I had a rough upbringing, and uh, but anyway, he had like cool shit like Left Overture on cassette. Nice. So like I was checking that shit out like way before anybody else. They were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, dude?" Left Overture, man. Jerry, you like that shit, dude? I fucking love Kansas, dude. Kansas rules, man. What about you, Move Your Fugger? You like that stuff? He's on mute again. There no, man, I'm, I'm off mute. I'm off mute. Yeah, yeah, man, that stuff's cool. 
Right. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, what else? I mean, my uncle had all that cool shit. I don't know about Eddie Money, though. <laughs> I love, I love Eddie, Eddie Money. The money. Yeah. The, work, the like, worst concert I've ever been to. Apollonia Contera. Don't tell me you weren't watching that video shaking over and over and over again. No, I watched it in Purple Rain. Yeah, man, that was before out. Purple Rain, dude. Well, but I mean, also, I went and bought my own money for one song, dude. And I still don't think I really like that album that much. Manford Man's Earth Band. Uh, and there you go. The song is the Springsteen cover. Why? Because <laughs> it's wrapped up like a douche. That's right. Like the rumor in the night, baby. Fuck yeah, man. I mean, I was getting into all that weird 70. At the time, it was weird. I know what you're talking about. I had, the, kind 45, of, I had the 45 uh, for that, that cover oh. from the Manford's Man. That was pretty cool. Fuck yeah, the first 45 that I recall having was Toto, Hold the Line. Good one, Ooh. too. And man, Toto is, we gotta review one of their albums someday oh, up here. Yeah. I've been wanting to I brought the rains yeah. down in Africa, baby. That one's great, but that debut <laughs> is awesome, man. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really good, but... So I've been, you know, my first LP I ever had, Mark laughed at me, was uh, Nick Gilder. Yeah. <laughs> Hot Child in the City, that song goes hard. It's a cool song, but that's it. He's a one-hit wonder. I don't know why my mom bought me the whole album. Because I would just listen to Hot Child in the City over and over and over again. I don't remember listening to anything else. I couldn't name another song by that guy. She could have got me the 45 and I'd have been fine. Could you name another song by Matt from Band? No. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. The original iteration, the Mighty Quinn. The Mighty Quinn, which was what a Dylan song, right? Hey, you brought I think up so. you brought up something, and you didn't get our opinion on it. Um, I'm going to go with Ruger Fruger about that. Do you think rock is dead? No, not at all. Why don't you think it's dead? It's not dead because there are so many good bands out there. Um, not only can you reach back into the catalog and grab great 70s and early 80s, 60s, whatever you, whatever you like, there are so many good bands coming out, and I know it's, it's a different way to find music now. It's not like you hear it on your, your mainstream radio, but you hear it through podcasts, you hear it through um, other streaming services. I mean, you got Rival Sons, you've got... Yeah, um, Crowbar uh, is an amazing yeah. band that a lot of people overlook. They just you know? did I mean, a co cover. Oh, fuck. Go, yeah, Ghost. Black Cat, baby. Yeah, Black Cat <laughs> by Janet Jackson, Crowbot, man. And really I've good. always, since that song came out when I was a kid, I loved that song. And they just rocked it up a little bit, and they did it complete justice i love that song so yeah they rock did a is good cover death. unlike another band yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but, but my point is my point, my point is yeah, that, that that rock is not dead if you want to go find it now gene simmons made that comment well blah 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 but he was just saying that the whole era of a record company taking you under a ring, giving you a bunch of money to make a, you know, grooming you to make you a next star. That's over. That's been over. That's no big secret. Yeah, but when but, they did that, you had to pay them back. <laughs> yeah, money. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they, they, they're, you know, I'm literally today I was watching like 13 Crowbot videos and they have these massive videos. I'm like, you sons of bitches are never getting out of debt. You are so fucked. 
But um, thank you for the art. Thank you for the music. And uh, I, I like some. I do like some new bands. I agree with you. But let me ask a point of question here, Mooger Fruger. Aren't yes. you? Aren't you into Sammy Hagar? <laughs> I love Sammy Hagar. Okay. Uh, well, we're gonna have to temper that opinion off of that alone, right ooh. there. <laughs> right, Jerry. Hey, Jerry likes well, Sammy. Jerry doesn't like that. Jerry likes Sammy. Sammy. He likes Sammy. I didn't know that. Me? I like Sammy's like, solo. I like I like mantras. I like this solo. <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, in my opinion, I was so done with Dave when he entered Van Halen. It was just my kind of Van Halen at that point. I grew right. up. Wait, okay, okay, Sammy well, Van Halen. But Clarification time for me, all right? I like two Sandy Hagar solo songs. <laughs> I like two like Van Hagar songs. Album and no, Sandy Hagar. No, I don't. Well, I like two, I, three lockbox. Father, Son, right, Holy Ghost. The Circle is a joke. Cir- yeah, baby. The Circle is a joke. Oh, Chicken shit off. is a joke. Fuck off. <laughs> I like Chicken shit. I like two Hagar songs, and I'm a Hagar fan. I guess if I like two songs, I guess technically I'm a fan, I guess. I don't know. that circle song. <laughs> Let, let's, 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 let's just make it clear right now that it's a great world we live in where we can have two Van Halens. Everyone can enjoy every Roth era record, which were all untouchable and amazing. And then I can yeah. enjoy my Sammy Hagar era at just a mark. Yeah. So, so if, to me, so to me, I've got two Van Hells that I love equally. But not everyone, that, ha- not everyone has to do that. Not everyone has to agree with that, and that's cool. That's fine. You don't. You don't count Van Sharon then. What's that? You don't count Van Sharon then. No. All right, good. Hey, and we got to we're moving on something. Well, now. we're good. <laughs> well, I didn't like that Van Sharon album when it first came out, but like 15 oh, years later, still I, listen to it. I like over half you of it. Still now. Do. Yeah, Fire in the Holes a good one. That's all. No, cool. it is not. Lethal Weapon Force. Oh. You know, if, if if they would have spent more time on that album, it would have been much better, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's what, what Gary said. Gary said Eddie rushed it. Why did Sharon know. imitate Sammy? He didn't. He sounded like Sharon to me. He's always sounded like that. You, you, the people who say Sharon, the people help. who say who said he sounds like Sharon, never really heard Extreme and hated Extreme. It's all the haters that said he sounds like Sam. <laughs> he sounds You're like right. Gary because I'm You're an Extreme right. fan from the beginning, and I like his voice. I have all his solo shit. Oh. His solo bands, Hurt Smile, Exit, uh, Tribe, Ju- Tribe of Ju- Judah. I have everything he's done. He did an industrial right. album called Tribe of Judah. It's pretty damn good. What? Yeah. But Gary should have just stayed in extreme. He didn't need to go to Van Halen. No, he didn't. But come and, on. And it, that, was, that was that. I felt bad for him. If they would have asked me to go to Van Halen, I go sure. I can't sing, but you want me in a band? Yeah, <laughs> Van Halen. Let's go. <laughs> but, you know, I can just might have been better. Just make I'm, that I'm deposit, and I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> But however, in defense of Sammy Hagar and Van Halen, I don't put all the blame on Sammy. Half the blame, half the blame is on Eddie as well. Right. Oh no, 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 no! Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Eddie no, to no. do Eddie wanted to do all that keyboard shit. Come no, on, man. Sammy, you know that's true. Sammy, man. Sammy drove that man to alcoholism and crack. <laughs> that's you what know he did. You know what's really funny is that everyone says that well, David Lee Roth left the band because Eddie was going to keyboard and less rock. Exactly. And, 
Okay. Okay, what the fuck does David Lee Roth do the minute he leaves fucking Van Halen? Oh, California Girls, cool. I'm Just yeah. a Gigolo, I Got Nobody, fuck that, man. Oh, I love man, that. Man, I love it. No, but you're telling me that... I love that EP, he and I love the cheese. first album. Cheese. <laughs> I like Skyscraper. <laughs> I like Skyscraper too, but uh Tell me about dreams. Eat, eat, eat Tell me about cheese. Love there. that song. Eat, love that I love song. that song. Eat him and smile eats up fifty one fifty in my opinion. That is a fucking oh, banger of I'm an album. Not, no, that's a solid fact. That's yeah. a solid fact. Right maybe there, eat him and smile. Maybe is, not uh, skyscraper. Hey, no, just not give skyscraper. me a nice donut and anything to go. So yeah. But I like living in paradise. I do too. I like it. So. That's a great song. I like I like the song "Hot Dog and a Shake" because I'm always hungry for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only reason why I brought it up is because I remember Booger Fugger drunk as fuck <laughs> at the goddamn atrocity that was Keel Fest. I want my twenty five dollars back, Ron Keel. Oh God, um, that was Jerry, epic. Jerry, have a shot every time he says Keel Fest. Have a shot. Well, you well, I got to his life, so I'll make it happen. That that motherfucker owes me seven. That motherfucker owes me seventy-five dollars, Charles. There you go. Fuck that album and your Uber ride. <laughs> he owes you more. Confronting. Well, that was dumb. I told you not to buy it. He. I saw movie. Nobody Fruger listens to me. Front. Go ahead. Ian Wadley, all smashed. I like Sammy, and that's how I was introduced to the movie Fruger. <laughs> he don't even remember that. I do. We just kind of said, "You do? You remember that?" Yeah, damn, <laughs> dude, I'm you fucking carrying your shit good. I'm not always yeah. All right, yeah, you fucking, you took your wobbly to task, and I'm standing here like, whoa, hey. whoa, wow, fuck it. I don't like Agar, though. <laughs> I'm going to watch this Tears of Fire and wave my arm like a little girl. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome oh, right now. Wow. Yeah, oh, I would man. never go again, though. Hey, but Jerry, I told Jerry not to buy that Keel album, so fucking he didn't listen to some good advice there. Maybe because I like Sammy Hagar, I don't know. But at the barbecue the next, listen, what, it was no, two listen, days no, later. Hey, let Jerry hold on, go. Hold on real quick. Yeah, go ahead, Jerry. I was, I was, I was expecting, I was, I was expecting classic Keel on that album, but what I got? What? Holy shit! There is classic Keel. <laughs> yeah, it's no, classic. There is. There is classic. He's no. pretty good, dude. Yeah. No, I went back and listened. I knew nothing about this man. <laughs> and I knew two songs. I knew the that weak cover of Because the Night. <laughs> that he let that he let ten thousand maniacs own him on, by the way. And then I like the Maniacs. They're okay. And I knew one other song that I can't recall. It wasn't Tears of Fire. And, Fight uh, for the right he, to rock. Right to rock. Maybe I didn't know because he was nobody, dude. Yeah, he come was, on, he, man. I remember when they were showing them on MTV. They barely showed them at all. They weren't yeah, in that, Yeah, that shit is that shit is hilarious. My friend bought that, like that, fest. that that first album. And I go, oh, this isn't that good, but it's okay. I like it more now. It's fine, but I like a right the right to rock better. But but to to the people in his band, Rick Fox, um. Dabney, Doobie Doo, and whoever else was in that group. Man, I don't mean any disrespect to you. You guys just took a paycheck. They kicked me out of VIP, you dickheads. <laughs> but, however, at Ron Keel, I need my money back. I will not stop. I will always trash you until I get my money back. 
He's laughing wherever he lives. Where does he live? Montana? Yeah. North Dakota? Uh, some Tennessee. shit. He lives in Nashville? Yeah, he does. Yeah, I figured he lived in like the mountains somewhere. Fucking <laughs> hollering about some shit. And Jesus, Lord. But it was a fun night. It actually was. So, Ron, maybe I'll change my mind. Give me 12 it's fucking. It's a fucking terrible night. I got fucking COVID during that fucking Yeah, we, me and Jerry were outside waiting 45 minutes because our Uber kept canceling. Remember, Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> well, that that opening band, I didn't see the first opener. I saw the second one. What was their names, Mark? Uh, fifth, The fifth? Yeah, they were way worse. <laughs> they owe me about three dollars too. Hey, Roy was but on this, Roy was on this podcast. That out that EP he sent me, uh, no the fat dude it's that was singing. It's, pr it's pretty good. It, the 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 EP was pretty good, but him on stage oh. was horrible. I never <laughs> seen such fucking worse moves than Corey Feldman. He did oh, the worst. He did the whoa, whoa, hanging tough. <laughs> did that shit with his arms to shoot back and forth. We're like, what the hell? Then the guitar player, fucking shit goes out there and sweet child on mine. <laughs> and the bass player, he sucks. He was just, it was, and some of it was the sound man too. So I'm gonna throw Ron, old Ron, a bone. That sound man was the worst I've ever seen. You go outside and freeze your nuts off, and it sounds better outside over a boombox speaker. Hey, Ron Keel, if you're listening, hey, you're invited to come on the podcast. I want Charles. Oh, yeah, Ron Keel. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. All day, Bring your man. checkbook. Cla clarification. Clarif clarification. Do I need to take a shot every time Ron Keel is mentioned or just kill. Ron Keel, Keel, Keel Fest, anything to do with that <laughs> You just said it four times. Drink you're going to fuck him up. God damn it. <laughs> That's for sure. I ain't got that much. I ain't got that much fucking whiskey left. Man. No. But for the folks, but for the folks at home that do listen, yeah, I fun. mean, mm. I mainly jest, man. It was a fun night. It was a fun night, regardless if it was the worst fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. I mean, it'd be better to see a preschool concert of some kind, you know, with the little Fisher Price xylophones and shit. That would be better. But we still had a great time. So you know what, Ron? If you come on the show, I ain't gonna fucking stop. I want my twenty-five dollars back. But uh, uh, kiss my ass for life. I've, but it was still a fun night. I, I'm fun putting my night. thumbs up. Uh, Shane uh, Mugafuger can't see me. <laughs> Fuck the Friday. Friday night at <laughs> Mugafuger. Were you at the Were you at the Friday deal at the bowling alley? Yes, I was. Yeah. That was the best night, man. Yeah, it was. That was. That was the I most thought, fun uh, me and Eric Martin drank some scotch together. Oh, you motherfucker! Oh, cool. <laughs> I I miss Jason McMaster's because I was outside being me, Jane, being a star. Next, next time I go to Rock and Pod, we need to hang out at that show if they have one of those shows. And you need to like, oh, nice, I have that too. But uh, nobody can see this. It's not going to show on video. <laughs> this is audio. I'm it not sucks. like like sharing this for prosperity. It's just. Uh, I have that on vinyl too. But it sucks because I lost that picture of the pee puddle behind under Mark's legs during to be with you. Oh fuck off. It sucks. <laughs> oh god. He was so wet. Oh my god. He was so happy. 
Yeah, him and all the ladies. Oh, him and all the ladies. I was so wet. I, I was. So was wet. I sitting? Was I up there standing? No. You know who else was? There was somebody else up there standing with you. Ian Wadley. Nope. Hell no. <laughs> the other guy. And uh, yeah, I was making notes. I don't know yeah, that exactly. That shit was funny. So I was like, hmm, I, check, we promised each other we'd Eric never Martin. see each other's names again. So that's pretty cool. So. Well, you didn't. I said the other guy. Yeah. So there you go. He knows who he is. And he, was, he ain't listening and, unless he's looking for some nah. like fodder. Uh, but, uh, no. But anyway, that was that was the fun, too. But that Friday deal ruled, yeah. man. Jerry, if we would have been able to get to the bar more, we probably would have stayed longer. <laughs> well, well, the problem well, wasn't just that. They had, like, one bartender on duty fucking, you know, trying to serve, like, a but thousand people. Couldn't just... get up there to get an order in, dude. It was like and you, know, and you know what really sucked? Where we were by the door, I located the bathrooms, which were way up fucking front. I know. <laughs> there was no way I was going through that fucking crowd, dude. No fucking way. Oh, I was going. Well, I would go to that restroom. But if you would have stayed, it, the crowd is, they had whittled down to nobody. I could walk right oh, through the really? bathroom. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, wow. I went to the, I went to the bathroom. Came back. Kristen Shembeck was there, bobbing her head. How you doing? You actually liking this? I'm sorry. Bye bye. Oh, it was Chris, nice seeing you. I love Kristen. She's cool. She's really cool. One of the cool peeps we met at the Rock and Pod. I, Are you guys talking about at at the actual Keel Fest when Kristen was there? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was talking to her like during the show. She was like, "Do you want to be here?" I was like, "I don't know." And she was like, well, I don't think I want to be. And I'm like, well, we're going to be here just out of respect. Oh, yeah, she was fronting. She's smart. Because I was like, what is this? I had to ask people, is this is it just me or is this horrible? And they're like, no, it's terrible. Bushy, Bushy wanted to slap me upside the head a few times. Yes, this is terrible. And that's saying something coming from Bushy. When he says it sucks, it sucks. I, I don't know if it okay. I think are we being harsh that it suck or was it just not down? No, it, it sucked, dude. He started the fucking <laughs> okay. set with okay. a ballad. Well, thank Who you for the clarification. Set with a ballad. <laughs> I don't. I wasn't there for the start. We got there about maybe three or four. I times. know. We noticed he was with Aaron, right? I was with Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron and then we took off. We took off for most of the rest of the concert. We took off. Yeah. Yeah. With I Eric, noticed. myself and Ian noticed. Yeah, you know, we noticed. I don't think Chris Zach gets enough credit, man. Everybody, take a shot for Chris, man. I love that guy. Well, he I'll wasn't there. He was the smartest guy. I know. Guy. That's why I said he doesn't get enough credit. He didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> he was smart. He knew. Oh, he knew it was coming. I'm tired. I got to put the chairs <laughs> up and tables up. Uh, I'm too tired he's not, today. He's a good, he's a good guy. Don't yeah. put shit on him. I, I know. No, I love no, Chris, he's man. Smart. I love Chris. He, he, I told him that his episode, uh, he did an Alice Cooper episode with us. I think yeah. it's, uh, and then Aaron's tripled his with uh, Enough's Enough. <laughs> and he goes, of course, Aaron gets more downloads. I go, dude, you rule just as much as Aaron. So, yeah. I was just well, I, numbers. It was a true honor to meet Chris and Aaron. And everybody oh, yeah. else. All you know. guys. All you guys. Was I was upset. Brett. I was upset the most. I didn't get to meet Eric Sinzak. That dude is fucking nerd. As well, fuck. he was on. He was on security. security. Yeah, no, he, he was. Later. Yeah. He's a yeah. solid dude, man. He's a solid dude. He's yeah. a good dude. 
I would have loved to uh, shook Eric uh, Sinzak's hand. That guy is fucking cool. He was smart. He moved out of California. You escaped, you was, asshole. At least you didn't vote for. The I escaped too. I escaped too. Yeah, you. You're, Fuck you that place. Go to Europe. <laughs> no, I went to. I was in Afghanistan and went, but moved to Vegas. Is a have you guys met? Have you guys met Tracy McAndrews? No. She's I said like hello. She's like the backbone. She yeah, does everything. She's the one taking over for Rock and Pod, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know her. Everybody's talking. I I guess I I never went as a podcaster. I think she coordinated that, right, with the podcasters. She did. She so she, 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 she coordinated all of the guests. Like, if you have 15 minutes here and 10 minutes here and 20 minutes there, she's the one keeping it all in line. Yeah, and we met her We met her the first year. In fact, my wife met her because my wife was like, God damn, this is nothing but a bro-man geek fest. And, hey! Uh, it is. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. and Tracy was like, honey, you okay? And my wife was like, I'm lost. And she was like, oh, I'll get you. And that was the first time we met Tracy. Tracy and my wife and myself have been friends since the first Rock and Pod. Yeah, cool. tell, tell her Freeform cool. Rock Podcast will probably be there next year. Well, we're not going to probably. I mean, maybe Mark will bow out, but uh, me and Jerry will be there for sure. Yeah, you guys, can, gonna you guys can record the shows and I'll put them up. Send them to me. And this is the deal. On that Monday, we went. I went to the barbecue. Mooger Fuger was there. That was awesome. Yep. And I have that was to a good back, time. Yeah, man. And I have to back up what he's saying. I was. I don't know if you know this Mooger Fuger, but there's a band called Oasis. I like a little bit. You just do? a little. I bit. love Oasis. No idea. Yeah. Oh, that, and I was. You just made a new best friend. All right. And I was really kind of messed up at the party. And I was like going into long soliloquies, and Brian Davis's girlfriend was the only one nice enough to listen to it. So thank <laughs> you to her. What was her name? Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah, yeah, really nice girl. Brian Davis was awesome. I was sitting so many times that whole weekend pinching myself. Like I walk into the Friday deal. There's Sonny Pooney. He knew who the hell I was. Blew my mind. You know, like here's Sonny Pooney. He knows who I am. But yes, we do sit and have debates about music because that's our time. That's the way I see it. That's, it's our time. And I had a great time and I will definitely go back again in the future. I'm probably going to go back because that, that, that was fucking cool. I, I, I just, Fuck yeah. I, I just ignore the other guy and just focus on everybody else. You know? <laughs> just my oh, mind. lordy. <laughs> well, let's all anyway, continue, let's all continue in one way or another to con uh, to support Rock and Pod because I yes. remember Chris and I talking, and he was like, "What do you think about this?" And I'm like, "I think it'd be great." And this was before the first one, and I thought the first one was a success because I met Mike Wagner, I met uh, oh. the N a Nelson twin, I met Mark <laughs> Slaughter, I met Mike, uh, you know, just just so many people. It was so fun. And I'm like, this is awesome. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And now we're at the Nashville Fairgrounds. And it was an official, legit convention. It was. It was, it was hard to find, though. Yeah. I wish I, got I, wish lost. I was that at was the like a race track. Suite, man. I love that, 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 was, that was That was awesome. That was one I don't remember very well. We had, we had, Ricky, <laughs> we had Ricky Rackman. Yes. Uh, I like Ricky Rackman. <laughs> <laughs> you would, you would, Mark. Hey, man, he's a big fan of fucking Faster Pussycat. Fuck yeah. 
Oh, lordy. I love Pastor Pussycat. I love Rick. Yeah. It was good. It was good, man. I I hung out with him. My wife hung out with him. We had some drinks. It was all good. Yeah, man. Well, Uh, maybe. You know what? I was just happy to meet Mark Alden Taylor, Jerry Supe, the other guy, Ian Wadley, uh, the other guy. I'll say it. He won't say it. Ralph. Uh, Chris and Zach actually spoke to me like a human being. It was awesome. Well, Chris is a great guy. Chris. I know he is, but you don't understand. I was just a listener, but a few years ago. So I, was you know, the, the the it best thing so about cool. rock, the best thing about Rock and Pod though is like, yeah, we can have all the biggest guests and rock stars and whatnot. It's actually getting to meet all of you and like yeah. putting faces yeah. to names and like getting a hug and having a shot or having some. That's why I love Friday night the best, man. Meeting all you guys for the first time, yeah. man. That was just fucking awesome, man. Yeah, it's I like the it. mixer where everyone comes together. Like, like I Jeez. said, like I said, you two were like on my list to see, but I went there for Bushy, man. Metal yeah, Bushy. we know that's all you cared about. <laughs> I wanted to see Bushy show with them, dude. I that's been, fine. dude. I am so close to Bushy that did I you hear that, Jerry? I would have done. Yeah, I know, traitor. Yeah, I would have done right. his podcast and this podcast at the same time. But yeah. I, but I also said, hey man, get Metal Mike. I'm kind of busy, but I would do it if you needed me. So, but he got Metal Mike. He and I go cool because I said Metal Mike's looking to do something. Well, the weirdest thing ever was when Metal Mike explained to me how he liked the Steelers and don't be <laughs> offended. And I was oh, like, my. how the hell do you know I don't like the Steelers? Well, I listen every now and then. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It blew my mind. It was a fucking fun movie. <laughs> Definitely. But anyway, what are we doing today? Dude? We're doing uh, Operation Mind Crime uh, remix version, because I, like I said, I did this with DJ Lee years ago, and then next week we did Mind Crime it's, 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 I don't. Is that like know. the fake Paul McCartney, Mark? Yeah, that's the fake Paul McCartney, DJ that's, Lee. That's uh, Billy Shears? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Probably she was horrible. It's like we, if we do albums, that, <laughs> if we do albums that weren't metal, she would go, "It's okay." Oh, like we did Huey Lewis on the news, which we need a redo of because that episode. No, we on. don't. Yes, we, don't. Do, we need to do sports, man. <laughs> no, I, that episode. I I had another guy on there who's really good too. None of them liked it. Mark. Don't push the dork rock too hard. We're on a nice oh, oh, roll oh, oh, right oh, now. Dork rock, you're fucking uh, Oasis fan. Give me that shit. They're not dork rock. They're fucking right. they'll slap the taste out your mouth of that dork rock. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what are we doing today? This is a redo of a remix of Queensryche's Operation Mindcrime. Since I didn't have a really good time doing that review with the other person, uh, this is their third studio album. It's released May 6, 2003. Um, they did Operation Mindcrime as a concept album and a rock opera. The story follows Nikki, a drug addict who becomes disillusioned with <coughs> corrupt society of his time and reluctantly becomes involved with a revolutionary group of assassin of political leaders. In January 1989, Nick. it ranked at 34 on Kerrang's magazine, 100 Greatest Heavy Metal Albums of All Time. They also so, released uh, uh, a yeah. live concert film called Operation Live Crime, which I had a VHS, which it had a live version of Mind Crime with it. That was pretty damn Ooh. cool. I don't think I talked about that on the first episode of this one. But uh, So was it about Nikki Six? No. It was not <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn. 
Let's have a dog fucking yeah. attack me. You heard that shit? Who was barking? Yeah. Who? I, I thought Andy was on the podcast. Recently. I thought we were on Andy's show. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, Andy we love you, like, man, if you're listening. Bit me on the knee. I'm okay, though. All right. Man. Wow. That was pretty intense, but it's not about Nikki Six. Okay, good. This album was pretty You mentioned Nikki Six, dude. That's why the dog was pissed. Maybe that's why the dog fucking lost it. I don't know. I just got to say, Wait. this album was recorded in two studios, Vic, Vic, Victory Studios in, in Pennsylvania, and Lust Studio in Warren Heights, Quebec. Quebec, Canada. If you know that studio, Quebec, Quebec, whatever. Quebec. No, it ain't Quebec. Quebec, Quebec, Quebec. All right. Yeah. So uh, that's a famous studio that's in disarray. If you saw the pictures of the graffiti inside, Rush recorded all their great, lot great albums in there. The Police recorded an album there. That album, that studio had so many fucking albums, like the sound thing here in LA, man. It's a fucking great studio they recorded in there. But uh, let's get into this album, shall we? Um, one question. Did Frank Marino record there? I don't know. But before we get into this I did. I think he did. I don't know. Because he's from Quebec. Probably. But let's get yeah. in. Before we get into this album, we have to find out, uh, Shane, how did you get into Queensryche? <clears throat> um, I had a girlfriend in eighth grade who was a fan club member. And she brought in these black and white glossies of Queensryche in the studio recording this record. And it, it was pretty cool. I was like, who's Geoff? Who's Geoff? And Geoff. she was like, yeah, it's not Geoff, it's Jeff, motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's a weird name, way to spell Jeff. But okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, and that's kind of was my first introduction. But I, like I said, I came in late to it. I didn't actually get this record until my sophomore year. But there it is. That's my Queen's Rack introduction. Jerry. Mm. I mean, just about how I got, you know, into all the bands in that era, just by listening to MTV and the, and the radio. Um, I never liked Operation Mindcrime at first. I didn't like it until, actually, I didn't really like Queen's Rack until Empire, actually. But, uh, so, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're just one of the bands that, you know, I heard from friends and all that. I always thought Geoff was a great vocalist, one of the best. Geoff. <laughs> <laughs> um, is he Geoff the Gray or Geoff rules? Yeah, <laughs> Geoff the Gray. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, well, I'll tell you how I feel about the album as we go. But, you know, they're, they were never one of my favorite bands, but, you know, they were a good mid-tier band for me. All right, well, I think I got into them off of, uh, uh, what was that, Rage for Order, where they had that fucking creepy fucking horror, like horror kind of video with Gonna Get Close to You, uh, and then I started liking them, but I really, I remember seeing that tape from Operation Mindcrime in there, but I never bought anything. My friend had Rage for Order, so I listened to that. I love that fucking album, but I never really got into going to buy Mindcrime until after Empire. I got Empire. And fucking just fell in love with that album before Silent Lucidity came out, Eric, RNCP Jordan. So uh, I was liking it from the, the singles and the deep tracks on that album. And I said, oh, I'm going to go back and listen to Operation Mindcrime. And I go, oh my God, this fucking rules. And it slowly became, it used to be Pink Floyd The Wall, slowly became my uh -huh. favorite concept album of all time. Is oh, Operation Mindcrime. Yeah. You're fucking stoned. Mm -hmm. I, I st I'm going to say this album as we get into it it flows more there's a lot of starts uh -huh. and stops with the wall sure 
this album just flows better. So, uh, Star Asshole, what do you think about it? <laughs> don't watch it with that asshole. <laughs> uh, well, you don't like bitch, so go ahead. Nope, just call me what I am, the Star. Uh, <laughs> Queensryche. I knew the video Eyes of a Stranger. And I love Silent Lucidity. Lucidity, say, so Eric, you're off base. Even though it's a total Pink Floyd ripoff. So. It's a beautiful um, song. It is a good song, though. But I never really got into this band because I don't like Prague. <laughs> and this is Prague metal, right? Kind of. Not, so, not yeah, remotely. Not kind of. Not, not remotely. I don't know. It's pretty proggy. They don't have polyrhythms and, and, and weird time changes. It's pretty much all straight. Uh, they got a few, though. They got a few, but I was never a massive fan of this band. And uh, still am not, but I listened to this today with open ears and not open legs. And uh, <laughs> open butt Thank God for that. Yeah. And we'll see what I think about it. All right, man. That's all I can say. Let's start with the first track. Uh, I remember now, Mooger Fruger. I remember now. No, I remember listening to the song <laughs> the first time I threw it in on cassette. Like I said, I was a sophomore in high school in my bedroom, and I'm like, ah, how, how bad could this record be, or how good could it be? And that I remember now kind of like pulls you in because it's like you hear this like weird nurse and she's walking across the floor and and then what does he remember? I had no idea this was a concept record. At, no idea at all when I purchased it. So I remember now is actually a perfect start to this record. What do you think about it, uh, Jerry? Um, it's nice. I guess. All right. Uh, it, uh, um, you know, I, I really don't know much much to say about it except let's see what else <laughs> this album has in the store. I like the "You're Welcome, You Bastard." I like that part. That's pretty cool. She, <laughs> the nurse was. But uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see how the rest of this album goes. It's nice, like I said. Well, <laughs> I, I think it works because it's it's starting the story of Nikki going back to his past and starts off with the next song and how it started how he got into that insane asylum you know how why he's there so that this works to start a story and it's cool as a separate track i don't think it really went into anarchy x but uh <coughs> charles what do you think about it well great voice acting it's not a fucking song and hey pink floyd we love our concept back next song please oh my god <laughs> pink floyd did shit like this that didn't work but, uh, no, it did work, by it, the way. No. It, it yeah, kind of slowed, slowed down the album when they did this. is like ooh. telling you what's going on, man. Uh, okay, right. I, I love right, next song. The Wall. It's my second favorite, so get over it. And then we get to okay. the, ne the next, an instrumental, uh, Anar uh, Anarchy X, Jerry. Um, it's a cool little instrumental, man. I mean, I love the drum sound on this one. I mean... DeGarmo and Wilton are a fucking great, you know, guitar team. Um, decent song. Three out of five, I'll give this one. We're off to a, we're off to a good start here. Mooger Fuger. Anarchy X is, is pretty solid, man. I mean, I like the way I remember now into Anarchy X goes. It's how they opened up the show. 
um, on that tour, and I think it's just solid, man. I'll give it a four out of five. You know what sucks about that tour? I um, I worked at In and Out that time. My friend Danny Travato was looking for me because he had an extra ticket for them with Suicidal Tendencies opening up. Yes. And I was going, fuck, I miss Suicidal Tendencies. <laughs> You're a suicidal yeah. fan back then. But that would have been awesome, dude. I did see them do Operation Mindcrime 1 and 2 in its entirety. It 2 is better live, but it's not really that good of an album. But Dio came in and did Professor X, so I got to see Dio on stage. That was awesome. But then we Ooh. get to you, uh, me. My turn, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, now this could have been part of the next track as it seamlessly goes into the next track, but it rules with that drumming by Rock and Field and those dual harmonic leads. Fucking amazing guitar duo there, as Jerry said. Uh, Charles Starr. Yes, sir. What's up? Uh, we, got, we got an instrumental that reminds me of Frankie Goes to Hollywood's oh. Two Tribes. Oh! With that Get bass back. work. With the bass work. Uh, other than being... Other than being slightly 80s riffic, uh, the drums and guitar are okay. Nothing to write home about, man. Let's pick this up, man. All right. I'm not getting pulled in right yet. And then we get into Revolution Calling on Mooger Fuger. I think that's almost one of... It's, it's one of my favorite songs on the record. Um, and it, just the way it opens up. The gang vocal, the the production, it's it's a perfect song for me. What about you, uh, Jerry? Revolution calling. Here we go. Enough with this fucking soap opera bullshit. This is a fucking banger. I love this song, man. Jeff Tate, proven, you know what a great singer he is. Um, very relevant lyrics, especially nowadays. Um. I love the solo over kind of like it's a ripoff or run like hell during that solo. But other than that, <laughs> it works. The ripoff. No, no, no. When I say ripping off Pink Floyd, I mean it in a good way. You know, hey, but, uh, hey, you're I, saying rip off. But who do you trust when everyone's a crook? Yeah. Right? OK. Yeah. Right. There you go. Uh, but no, I like this song. I really do like this. One. I give this one a four out of five, man. I enjoy this one a lot. And all you got to say is, man. Swiss bank accounts while giving their secretaries the slam. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah. fuck yeah! These lyrics. We always gotta have some fucking care. We gotta have some karaoke mark every episode. Th this fucking song rules. That's enough, please. This yeah. song fucking rules. It tells you how fucking Nikki is getting fucking fucked up in his head right here, where he's like to the point where fucking he doesn't believe anybody, and sh the system sucks. This fucking cool. lyric is fucking great. As we talk about this mm. album. It's this fucking, it says, I gotta make a million no matter who dies. Pay off shady preachers. Used to trust the media to tell me the truth. Fucking whoever trusts mm. the media to tell them the truth. Maybe back then, yes, but now you can't. You say, this is already foretelling what we're going to be talking about now. The media sucks. I'm not getting political, but the musicianship, the lyrics are fantastic. The song rules the star. Huh. Well, we get our first song with vocals, and uh, and we finally waded through all that pretension in the first two tracks. I mean, uh, <laughs> Jeff Tate's vocals are rather soaring on this, and Wilton and DeGarmo are pretty tight with that rivage. I do enjoy the song, but Mark Alden Taylor, I'm not hearing so far how this beats the Floyd with the wall at this point of the album. Oh. I mean, I... I mean, I guess if I could understand the lyrics, that would help. 
But as a song, that lyrics, you it's not too bad. They're talking. They're being Nostradamus, no. talking about what's going no, on today. I mean, I mean, it was too. It was. It was not. I don't know, man. It was the mix I heard. It was just a bunch of Valium, him screaming. All right, but at least I can understand Roger and Dave. Oh my God! So Jerry, but as a song, to be fair, as a song, I like the song. I'm only taking you to the task about this is the greatest concept album ever. It is, is to me. Said. It's no big deal, dude. Well, I, I love The Wall. I love Rush 2112, but that's only half a concept album. It's not a full concept album. Well, The Wall is a full double concept album. Well, this is a single one that fucking just goes as long as The that Wall. You said doesn't, that you said doesn't flow. It doesn't it make doesn't, any sense. The Wall, it has scenes in there that uh, just distract from the music. I just yeah. see those little fucking little things. Uh, so it, that's why I said it's not a complete great concept album. It's my second favorite. But then I'll, st okay. I'll I'll take the next one, Operation Mindcrime. Uh, now here's where the bra brainwashing begins. You hear in the beginning of it where the phone rings and goes hello, and it goes Mindcrime, Mindcrime, and then it goes hello, Mindcrime, Mindcrime. They're like brainwashing him over the phone, and then that fucking riff comes and dun 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 dun, and that fucking bass is just fucking rolling. Just takes a minute, you feel no pain. You know, fucking Jeff at his fucking greatest on this fucking song. This song is fucking musicianship lyrics, fantastic song. So different than those glam, bats, glam bands like Poison that were coming out in 1988. This was <gasps> a rebel fucking metal that made you fucking think. And this you song is fucking so true today with all those <laughs> cults brainwashing people. This song is fucking Nostradamus, man. And then we you get to Jerry. You talk bad about Poison. That's very crazy. I love Poison, but I'm saying it's different. This isn't what you're getting in 1988. You're not getting Jerry, like this. Jerry, Jerry, can I go next? Go ahead. Sure. Pick it up. All right. This is a pretty well-played song, man. Cool guitar riff. I thought Eddie Jackson's bass was really good at points, so there you go, kudos, Mark. But I'm going to give Jeff Tate the standout on this track, man. Uh, good hard rocking track here. The best one at this point for these old ears. Yeah, here's a job for you with the system, boy, but nothing to sign. Jerry. Operation Mindcrime, man. I fucking love the riffs. Being a guitar player, dude, first thing I listen to in songs are the riffs, and this is fucking tasty, man. Tasty. Love the guitar players. Fuck that lame phone call shit in the beginning, man. Oh, I love that um, shit. It, it fucking it's, a, it's a really good fucking tune. You know what? You get all, you take all the, beach, the, the bullshit out of this album, dude. This is a fucking really good album. It really is. And you said it, Mark. The musicianship in this fucking song is incredible. <clears throat> This will be my first five out of five, man. I really, really, really like this song. What about you, Mooger Fuger? Well, I don't want to brag, but I was a hitman for the order when I couldn't go to school. <laughs> and I got a send off for a hairdo. And man, yeah, I look pretty cool. But um all all that being said, man, come on. What what can you like say bad about this song? It's it's the, the vocal delivery. Like you were saying at the beginning, it starts with the phone call and you got that little whisper over the, the earpiece. And the whole song actually starts over the earpiece and then it becomes live and in front. And I think it was just brilliant. Um, this is a great song. And Eddie Jackson's bass playing on this, forget about it. 
Yeah. That that's why they made the phone call because this whole song is them talking to him on the phone. Absolutely. That's yep. why they have the phone call in there, Jerry. This is what Doctor X is telling him over the phone. Uh, whatever, whatever. I mean, that's, that's cool. why it starts on the phone. Come on, Jerry. Come on, Jerry. Get with the concept. <laughs> no, I don't get it either. But it's still. I, just, good. I don't buy all the. I don't buy all. I, I, even with the wall, I don't like all the bullshit. That's like yeah, exactly, Jerry. <laughs> the wall. I like all the bullshit. Thank you. I like all the bullshit. Thank you, Jerry. You you, you agreed with me on the bullshit. No, no, no. But I, I, you know, I do think that the Queensrÿche deserves to pay Floyd a little royalties for this album. But other than that, uh, <laughs> this is fucking way better than any Floyd album to me. What? Except animals. What? I love animals. Animals is my favorite. But Amazing. Not even as good as Dark Side. Ah, uh, Dark Side. Eh. I'd rather listen to animals than Dark Side to tell you the truth. Dogs is just like my all-time favorite Pink Floyd song. Uh. You don't even like the Sid Barrett Floyd. No, nah, I don't. It's too. I don't like hip, hippie music. I don't listen to. Great it ain't music. hippie. Astronomy yeah, domain. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, That's an yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right, Mark. Listen, listen, listen to Voivod's cover of that song. Mark. I don't full even like secret. Piper's off the gates of dawn. You Fuck yeah. The rules, dude. I'm scared by Inter clouds. Inter Interstellar overdrive. Can, can we just yeah. make the city bleed and go to the next song? <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go. We get to speak. Uh, we'll start with you, Mooger Fuger. This was the first song I remember listening to it the first run through when I first picked it up. This was the song that I gravitated towards because it had that kind of like fast guitar, zucchetto, um intro. And I'm like, oh, this is really good, man. This is kind of fast because I was already in Overkill and Slayer and all of that. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. And um, his, um, and then when they slowed it down and he did his vocal and then it speeded up, man, I love this song. This was my first favorite song off the record. Many more to follow, but this one really drew me in to say, okay, I'm going to give this thing a complete chance. All right. What do you think about it, Jerry? Jerry? Uh, hello. Hello, Ray. Hello, Ray. Uh, hey, Ray. I'm back. My internet's been going. My internet's been going on and off. Okay, man. speak. <laughs> Literally speak. I mean, uh, it's got some cool. It's, it's got some cool riffage. This one. That's all I really have to say about this one. Um, I mentioned on the Thursday, uh, Thursday show that you know Ghost uh, Tobias is influenced by this album. I hear a little bit of influence on this song with Ghost. Um, besides that, this is kind of a filler song in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, the lyrics are cool, but I don't know. The Jeff's vocals and guitars just don't really. It's very generic sounding for me. I just want a two out of five, man. Didn't care for it too much. Dude, Jeff, Rah! the guitars are fucking on fire in a song. And Jeff is. Rah! I'm going into my room. Jeff is using his fucking voice as a character. You can't, you can't polish a turd, man. Dude, it's Sorry. not a turd. Fucking the amazing lyrics, the rich control, the government, the media, the law. Fucking nothing has changed. Did I not? Did I not say the lyrics are good? Yes, dude. I but Jeff's voice is fucking like no, not on this dude, one. Not on this one. He's doing low registers. He's doing high registers. That's he's what I. Uh, all over the place yeah. Okay. Enjoy. Those wrists Enjoy. are Jerry. Jerry. Hey man, you're don't okay. lie. You're okay, man. <laughs> he you're is okay. okay, but he's wrong. <laughs> he might be wrong, but he's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They tell me I'm wrong because I like extreme. So, Star, what do you think of this song? Well, yeah, you're wrong about that one. That's for sure. 
Uh, speak. This reminds me of a more metal elder at this point. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. Maybe it's that speak the word, the word is all of us part. That's right. I said it. Uh, the guitar riff and the drums go real hard on this one. It's a damn fine metal song here. Uh, but I'm still waiting to be as compelled as to say Tommy. But it isn't happening yet there, Mark. Yeah. So, as far as conceptual, the songs are fine. Yeah, it's part of the story, man. It makes sense. I haven't followed the story once well, so far, but here we go. You should go back and, and because when we I first listened to this, I didn't follow the story, and then about about three or four times that I'd listened to it, I got yeah, follow the story now. Maybe it's, fucking, maybe. it's so well written. Even I, even though I got Tommy immediately, <laughs> or right, or the wall or the wall, the wall. got it immediately. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, we get to yours track that you picked charles spreading the disease so here's spreading disease on the rock podcast
All right, Gerald, spreading the disease, man. Man, Jeff fucking Tate, dude. He's got to be one of the most underrated voices of his day, man. And I'm really into that part that sounds like Ghost. Oh, God. Man, man, what a great band Ghost is, right? Dude, Amen. Jeff, Jeff Amen. Tobias cannot sing like Jeff Tate. Oh, there was moments in the song that sounded like that. Oh. And even though, I mean, Ghost is newer, I'll give you that, Mark. So don't, it sounds don't robotic, have an aneurysm. Robotic. Don't have an aneurysm over there. <laughs> uh, but another good song here, man. So far, I've been into the songs. The concept, not as much. But I've been into the songs. All right. I'll go next. Scott with that drum intro and then the rest of the band follows. Oh my, this is rad. Jeff Pierce, I owe you two bucks for that. Uh, no band sounds like this band back then. Man, wish they wouldn't have jumped the shark after Empire. Sanctuary. Uh, sanctuary. What? Go ahead. They were like this San band at this time? Sanctuary? Might have been. Was Sanctuary before Queensryche? Because Queensryche had this sound from the beginning. Not sure. Don't care, sir. You are correct, sir. You got me there. Okay. Slap me in the face. Well, they dropped the shark. They jumped the shark after Empire. Oh, this is fucking wrong. This is a great song. Fucking love it. So we get to you, uh, Mooger Fruger. But you didn't notice it sound like Ghost. I don't like it. So, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. because, because you mean they sounded like Queens, right? Because this album was out way before. I Ghost said that. I said that. That's what I, that's what I said, Mark. I said Tobias was really heavily influenced by this album. Well, who gives so. a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Only not you and Brian Bellows. Because Moody said, fuck yeah, Ghost. 25 bucks a fuck. 25 bucks yeah. a fuck. Man, but, but the other thing about this song is that the lyrics, the way society keeps spreading the disease, they need to take a master class on this album and show kinda kids like, how kinda like they want to be good to play yeah. like this. Kind of like Impera. But anyway, Mooger Fuger, what you got on this song, man? Brian here, man. I mean, if you just listen to the single... Three lines of the chorus, spreading the disease, everybody needs, but no one wants to see. My God, if that is some uh, uh, commentary on social media, social commentary, our state of yep. being, nice. I don't know what is. And this was 1988, not yep. 2008, 2018, 2020. It, it's the same. It's a good principle that he's kind of predicting. It's like, we don't want to see our own demise. And you see it, but you don't want to see it. And we kind of help it. We all kind of help it along, but we don't want to see it. And, uh, but, you know, going back to the production of this record, I don't think it sounds dated. Even today, I'm talking the original OG release of this, which I have on vinyl, doesn't sound like shotgun snare it doesn't sound like overly reverb the guitars are tight i mean this I'd is agree with that this is possibly quite possibly one of my and it's very hard for me to pick a perfect <laughs> record, you know one through ten perfect wouldn't skip a song but i think the the production on this is really great and this song spreading the disease i think it is more socially prominent now than it was in 1988 oh, yeah. in 1988 we were spreading a different kind of disease if you know what i mean <laughs> right. well, that's not but sorry but now it's social media it's it's facebook it's tiktok it's holy shit 
Jeff Tate would have a fucking playground with this one right now. Yeah. Well, I agree five out of five. Five out of five for me on this song. Yeah. So, right. uh, Jerry. I fucking love this song. I mean, you guys have talked about basically everything that I've written down here. Um, 25 bucks a fuck, man. That's a good deal. <laughs> now, nowadays, man. The harmonies in this song are fucking on fire. This is what Queen's right is, to my in my opinion. Scott's drums stand out on this one. Um, even the kind of like uh, lame rap thing in the middle is kind of cool in the middle that Jeff does. Uh, Religion, cool tune, man. Five out of five, man. I love this song, man. Their numbers yeah, look the same a on winner. the credit card. You know, when they did this live, they changed it for the times. You know, they changed that little rap in the beginning. It's like when I saw them, they said in South America, you know, they changed their lyrics like Arabia or whatever, you know, or they changed that part to be updated live. That's a fucking cool shit, dude. But, uh, well, at least I didn't pick Anarchy X. <laughs> That's a cool one. So, yeah. all right. So then I get to my thing on this song. It's my turn, right? Mm -hmm. Charles, you went first. This song is so atmospheric with those acoustic guitars in the beginning. Tate singing soft and he kicks in with those riff harmonies like you said Jerry fucking man it makes me want to jizz you know how much I love harmonies so I am a, a Nelson fan uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is this is a this is a jizz this is a jizz free show dude sorry <laughs> yeah don't I'll bring up Nelson dude don't no. please and, and, they make up, and they make up their own maiden march on this song this is Nelson. part of the story telling you Telling you, man, that fucking Mary. Right, this this song just fucking rules, man. I love it. All right, we're on to the mission. The mission. Uh, start with you, Mooger Fruger. I uh, I think this is a pretty good segue into Sweet Sister Mary, and then into you know the Needle Wise. I mean, it kind of all kind of segues. And I think that's, you know, Charles, you're thinking, well, this isn't quite the wall. And Mark is saying, no, this is the best concept ever. You've got to give credit where credit's due that this actually flows through the concept maybe a little smoother than the wall. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Ah. I don't, yeah. I don't, There's I don't know. There's nothing I want to skip in this, the wall, skip that fucking trial shit. Oh, no, I mean, no. I love the wall. The wall, no. the wall is one of my favorites as well. I mean, it is too, hard, but the yeah. trial, sometimes you don't want to listen to it. The trial rules. No, I'm not well, saying it's bad, but sometimes I'm not in the mood to hear the trial, but I'll listen to this whole album in its entirety. I'll skip some songs on, on that, like the little speaking things that Roger Waters is doing, you know, stuff like that. No. Well, it, and the little things that happen on Mindcrime are actually worth listening to. Yeah. They... They have a little more substance to them, but I mean, I love. Don't don't get me wrong, Charles. I love yeah. the wall. It, it, I adore. It. In fact, my wife and I have gone to see the production. It's amazing. But yes, it, it's. Um, but this, you know, like I said, it, it's almost like I don't skip. I don't even skip the little things. I don't skip it. And like the sweet sister Mary, the mission, the, you know. It kind of all leads into something, so you, you don't really want to skip. It's kind of always a build-up to the next thing. And uh, so far, 
I'm five out of five on this record, so. So, uh, Jerry. Uh, Jerry. Internet's out, I guess. So I guess I'll go next. <laughs> the mission. <laughs> this, song is fucking, this is fucking awesome. Michael Kamen comes in with his orchestra here. And it, he he's all, throughout this album, you hear Michael Kamen and some strings, but it's not overpowering the album. You know, it's not like, I don't know where Jerry went, man. <laughs> All right, man. But I'm just saying, this is a fucking great song. And like uh, Mooger Fruger said, it's a build up to the next song. Uh, Charles, I guess, since we don't have Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> what do you okay. think about that? Well, I really dug the acoustic work and Jeff's vocals in that beginning section. And I kind of wish the song had stayed in that vein as the uh, rocking part became kind of more like interesting filler to me i don't know it's, it's just at this point in the album it's getting a little too proggy for me and that's far from my go-to i however i don't think it sucks there you go there you go sorry I, I don't i don't think it sucks but it's just getting tedious to me at this point in the album what are we talking about uh you're next <laughs> we skipped you because you weren't on Oscar, yeah, it's got, it's got, it's it's been happening all day. It's been happening probably. Yeah. Um, I love the acoustic. I love the acoustic plans. It's definitely uh, you can tell it's a DeGarmo written tune. Um, it's okay, but not great, man. It's got that good classic Queensrÿche groove to it. But the solo really grabs my attention. This one, uh, I give it a three out of five. It's it's average. Yeah, if you would have heard us, we, me and Mooger Fruger said it. Just the mission, just go. This whole album, you want, don't want to skip it because it's like one. Yeah, piece. yeah, I heard all that. All right, and, all right. So and Jerry and I agreed it's filler. All right, then we okay. get. I don't think it's filler at all. And then we get to the next track, "Sweet Sister Mary." I didn't say you. I said me and Jerry. Okay, sweet, sweet sister, sister Mary. Sweet Sister Mary, which I picked. I picked the epic on this song because. Good Lord. <laughs> so here's "Sweet Sister Mary" on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you. For listening. Please take a second to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean and join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Kill her. That's all you have to do. Kill Mary. She's a risk. And get the priest as well. Storm 
flashing lights as people race to find shelter from the poor. Moving silent through the streets, they're mine. Sings praises in the hall To saintly faces Hallowed be their names She can't recall Sister Mary, Virgin Mary Silent with the sin What are you doing at in She feels me I can taste her breath when she speaks I've been waiting for you
All right, uh, Sweet Sister Mary, I picked this song. Now we get to the part of the story where Dr. X tells Nikki to kill Mary and get the priest too. And he's fighting himself. Some more orchestrations, kind of evil sounding. The way it starts, atmosphere, rain in the background. And then we get Pamela Moore on this fucking song. Fucking the part of sweet uh, of Sister Mary. The song is all calm and it gets all fucking heavy with those riffs. Fucking screaming, Mary, Mary. And then Pamela comes in. Such a metal killer duet. I thought this was Doro when I first heard it, man. Like, and Pamela Moore gets no credit. You know, she, at, this album kind of made her a little bit, but she's not, she's kind of a, a C-level artist. It's not, she, people know her, but they don't really buy her stuff. So, um, this is fucking great. And Pamela Moore should be, uh, recognized because she's really good. And then we get to, uh, Mooger Fruger. What do you think of this? Did we lose Mooger? Yep, nope, I'm here. Right. Um... <laughs> I just, this song just evokes so many memories because when I was in the depths of learning the record, re-listening to the record, it was like spring of my sophomore year. And you, you take a line like, I feel the rain coming down, my face feels wet, my mind, the storm. Wow. I mean, it's just a powerful song. And it might be a shorter song, but it, it, it actually places the entire concept and perspective right here. And, yeah, man, once again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Five out of five for me, man. This song is the perfect spot in the record. Charles, you will maybe come to appreciate how the record flows as a concept. Mm. We shall see. Then we get to you, uh, Jerry. Oh boy, more talking. Um, I like the, I like the rain sound over the slow intro. That's kind of cool. Um, well, I didn't know Queens Rock hired Kate Bush to sing on this song. Oh God, oh, cool. that ain't Kate Bush. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I do like the evil, like you mentioned that before. The evil choir parts are pretty cool. The, the lyrics are kind of kooky with him singing, asking them, and her responding. That was kind of like uh, I don't know. Don't that was get a it. Conversation. Um. Too fucking long, in my opinion. The last three minutes of this song are pretty cool. Nah. Too long. Two out of five for me. All right, uh, Star. Well, I guess the guy, this dude, kills people. Uh, it literally took me this long to figure out what the hell is going on. But I do enjoy the original sounding guitar work. And the drums have a real snap to them. I really, really, truly enjoy Pamela's, Pamela Moore's work on this track. This is like a metal musical theater piece. I mean, it's long as shit, but I actually kind of fancy this one. Best track on side one. Nice. Then we flip over side two to The Needle Lies, Mooger Fugger. What can you say about this one? It was my second favorite song when I very first heard it on my first run through. Um, you know, I think it's self-explanatory what the song's all about. I mean, the playing, the production, everything is spot on. But listen to the lyrics. And it sounds like Nikki's being doped up to do the, the, the service of Dr. X, you know. 
So it, it's a great song. I love it. Yeah, I'll go next because I, I got some comedy for Charles, so let him uh, play off that one. But the fucking uh, Jeff Tate going, don't ever trust, and it goes, don't ever trust the needle, it lies. You know, that fucking growl he has when he says lies. And then what a fucking banger. Those dual leads make the song for me. Plus, Scott is showing off on the drums. Tate is amazing with the voice. And always remember, kids, heroin is bad. Ask Nikki Six about that. Jerry. Uh, yeah, right. He'd have to six about that because he wasn't quite as hopped up on him <laughs> as he then, but that's cool. Anyway, Jerry, the, the needle wild. lies. I think I think kind of rips from Neil Young's uh, "The Needle and the Man" or whatever that song is. Maybe. Damage done. <laughs> yeah. Jerry. All right, now here we go, man. I've woken up from that last song. This song is really cool. This is superior fucking musicianship at its best, dude. Um, when this band is on fire, they're literally on fire. I love the heavy riffs. To me, this song is probably so far the most complete total band uh, uh, effort on this song. I mm -hmm. love this fucking song. Yep. Five out of five, man. All right, man. Yes, sir. G uh, Star. Hey, is that the number of the beast, dude? <laughs> Playing Dr. S? Sounds just like them. Uh, as much as I did enjoy the previous track, and I did, so that was, what, three against one, I enjoy the length of this more. Because I don't usually go for those real long songs. And this one has a length I can go for. I'm really digging the guitars on this. It's well sung again. An awesome way to open side, too. All right, so then we get to the next... Uh track electric realm what do you think of that one uh jerry requiem 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 i'm not I mean, good with I mean, these, these fucking latin words all right go ahead i mean i mean it's it's nice again i mean it's okay it's cool little instrumental nothing special i mean it's okay nothing great two out of five what do you, what do you think about it movie fruger <laughs> <laughs> you're actually going to give a 30 second song a two out of five <laughs> I mean, I, it, it's a nice little instrumental segue. It's a minute and twenty-two silence, seconds, though. which is another basically. Yeah, we'll get there. But no, and they put these little musical segments together. In my opinion, and no one else's, just like Sammy Hagar, they don't. They just make their way perfectly into other things. So, I, I'm I'm a fan. All right, so I think uh, this is a really cool short song. It's cool being separated. It moves the story along, seeing Mary dead, and, and those dual leads are amazing on this fucking track. I fucking love it. And it's a minute and 22 seconds, not 30 seconds. So, uh, Star. Well, poor Mary. I guess she died. Overall, it's not too bad. But, hey, Nick Mason called. He wants his drums back. <laughs> It's just an interlude. Not much to say about this one. Did you actually have that written down? If I didn't say Pink Floyd, would you have said that? I would have said it. Okay. It sounds like you're uh, the one you like. The one uh, without Roger Waters. Oh. Uh, Mama, show your laughs, Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the second one. 
Ooh, division bell. Is yeah, I don't like that one. Fast. I did a show on Black Spinner, so I'm that with Jerry. It was horrible. Uh, mm. And then we get okay. into Breaking the Silence, Mooger Fooger. Once again, a little bit of a a good uh, a good launch pad to get us into the next side. Um, not one of my favorite parts of this record, but um, yeah, man, I'll take it. It, it I think it it definitely um, accomplishes what it needed to do. Whoever put this, whoever sync was this record. Did a beautiful thing, and I think breaking the silence is right there before we flip, flip the side. So, what do you think about it, Jerry? Breaking the silence. Yes, yes, and yes. Been waiting for this one. Been waiting for this one, man. Again, that fucking typical awesome Queen's Rag fucking sound. Vocals and guitars blending fucking perfectly, dude, in perfect harmony. Great harmony vocals again. Just so much right about this song, dude. I mean, one of the one of my favorites on it. I give this one a I give this one a seven out of five if possible. Love this song. So um, now it jumps Whoa. into a banger part of the story. Whoa. Love how Tate can change his tones again. This song is him missing Mary. He's waking up from the brainwashing. Sing along chorus and great harmony. This song rules. Star. Yeah. Well, another fantastic song. Uh, probably classic Queen's right to my ears. Uh, and I'm going to say the album keeps getting better. Really badass guitar solo going on. Just a cool, more straightforward song. And uh, this is a really good one here. All right. And then we get into the next one, I Don't Believe in Love, which Jerry picked. So here's I Don't Believe in Love on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
Okay, that was I Don't Believe in Love. Jerry, you picked this one, man. Uh, I mean, why not, dude? This is a fucking great tune, man. Probably the big catchy hit of the album. Um, love how that opening riff is classic. Love it. I know how to play that one, actually. Good bass lines and the sound of it are just rocking. The great guitar fills over it as the bass is playing. I love how it just builds up until it hits that chorus. You know what I mean? What I'm talking about? Yeah. When it, when it builds and when it hits that chorus, it just fucking works so well together, dude. Um, another great, you know, dual guitar efforts in this one, man. Song just grabs you by the fucking neck and takes you in, dude, man. And the ending, I love how it ends too, man. I love that. Just everything fucking incredible about this song, dude. This is almost a perfect 10 for a song, in my opinion, man. This song fucking rules. Yeah, man. You start off with, uh, I think he's, like he said, I woke on impact under surveillance, yeah. under the camera eye, searching high and low. And he goes, a criminal at the seat yeah. of the crime. Fucking, the fucking lyrics are just fucking so amazing on this song. The harmonies, the pain, the loss and human connection of this song. It's fucking, this is a concept that he fucking had love and fucking killed him after a traumatic experience because he had a killer. Oh, this song just fucking rules, man. I fucking love, I don't believe in love. Mooger Fuger. I can't say anything other than what you guys said. I mean, it's an amazing song. The, um... Okay, the, the best part of this song, honestly, is between I Don't Believe in Love and the next song, Waiting for 22. It's that little slide solo that the Garmo does is amazing. But the song itself, perfect, timeless heartbreak we've all experienced it many songwriters have sung about it this perfected it five out of five absolutely so what do you think about it uh charles well i mean i can hear a single here uh all over it and it was the second single off the record this song was nominated for a grammy and based off a lot of the garbage out at the time nelson I can see why. They weren't out yet, were they? Um, one, one by Metallica beat it. Uh, no shame no shame in that, even though Jethro fucking tall with their flutes that they can shove up their ass, beat them the year before. <laughs> and that's the reason why they fucking did that. But anyway, yeah. uh, this is a real kick-ass song, man. It definitely has a more accessible feel. And... Uh, I dig it, man. Good track here. Probably my second favorite on the album. All right. And we get to the instrumental, Waiting for 22, Mooger Fuger. Well, it's a very short little ditty that just kind of rolls into Empty Room and into the very last song. So once again, Charles, listen how this record flows. I mean, yeah. I know The Wall is my favorite. It is. Uh, other than the, the, you know, music from the other. Um, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, I you love that. Mass better. No, yeah. I don't. They're equal. Shut up. Mark. But, um, you know, <laughs> Waiting for 22 is, I mean, come on, man. Listen to it. It's interesting. That's my point. Yeah. This is a cool little instrumental, like he said, did he? Interlude guitars are on fire. I fucking love it, Jerry. 
Uh, it's probably the best little instrumental ditty on the album. Yeah. Um, the guitar player is really good. I like it, man. It's a, it's a cool little, cool little filler tune. Not a filler tune, but a good little tune in general. I like it. Star. Yeah, instrumental, pretty somber. I've heard worse. I've heard better. I mean, interludes. You know, I mean, there's not much you can say across the board. Right. Just what it is. Right. Yeah, because it's an interlude to the next song, "My Empty Room," Mooger Fruger. Just listen to his vocals on that. Do I have to say more? No. No, I don't. Uh, Jerry. Um, what do you do? I mean, I get it. It's part of the story, but you know, I it's just never. Who cares? I mean, he will wipe, clean my socks, wipe my ass, or whatever he's saying. I don't know what he's saying there. Uh, what does he say there? Who will clean my room? Something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, talking about right? Bills. That's it. Whatever the fuck. Pay it my is. bills. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway, I get it. It's part of the story. But you know, <laughs> it's all right. Next, uh, Charles. A short song. We're getting back to that musical theater style again. And uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tate sings it well, but yeah, whatever. I mean, this seems so Floyd ripoff to me. I guess it sets up the last track, though. Oh, I fucked up. I was supposed, you're, I was supposed to go next. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, it's whatever. I'm with Jerry. I'm not with Jerry. I'm with the Mooger Fruger. <laughs> now, this is part of the story. Him looking back at his life. What has he done? Flows into the climax of this album. Sitting here, writing this, listening to this album is giving me fucking goosebumps. It's so... I Fuck, I got chills, dude. Uh, at, at this point in this album. I was just thinking well, about the lyrics you, and writing notes. You get... You get chills from Love of Lifetime from Firehouse, too. Oh so I like, I like And She way better than that song. Bye-bye, <laughs> yeah, right. baby, bye-bye, she said. Oh, come on now. Please. And that's spare us, she man. Wrote. I love that. <laughs> I like them better than Trickster. But, uh, well, that riff does give me goosebumps. Yeah, it does, man. And then we get to... Uh, uh, we just did Empty Room, right? Now we're on yes. the climax of the album, Eyes of the Stranger, which Mooger Fruger picked. So here's Eyes of a Stranger, Freeform Rock Podcast. Reminds me of you. 
dreams return to haunt me Your rosary wrapped around your throat I lie awake and sweat the fade to fall asleep I see your face looking back at me
I remember now. Okay, Mooger Fooger Man, you, you picked the climax of this album. Why? Because it's the climax of the album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that's no secret. Because this song gives me goosebumps not only from the beginning, through the middle, and then at the end, when it calls Revolution. Yeah. I love this song. I think it sums up everything that Dr. X was trying to do. He won. Nikki lost. Apparently we lost the, the nun. It, it's uh, And the priest. And the priest, man. Yeah. We, did, we lost everything. So Dr. X is superior at the end of this record. That's why we had had of a <coughs> second edition, which was subpar. Oh, but, my God, yeah kind of kind of continued the story which is great um so yeah man uh, eyes of a stranger <laughs> tell me i'm wrong man five out of five. Oh, you're not wrong i'll go next uh now he's in the asylum thinking about what he's done like in the beginning where he goes i remember now he killed mary love the lyrics when he goes and it's what I've, what have i left be of my life before me straight jacket memories set of eyes Fucking just amazing the way Tate sings that part. The guitars, vocals, drumming with a sing-along chorus. What a powerful finale to the album story in which Nicky reflects on the consequences of his actions and resulting in the isolation he feels. This is fucking awesome. This song is also haunting, exploring themes of self-reflection and loss. Long and regained sense of self amidst a chaotic wor world. A remarkable closing track, man. This song, this whole album, man. 15 out of 15 bong rips. I give it. Jerry. Wow, well, I, I got to follow that. Wow, this is going to be tough. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, like, I'm, you like, know, I'm like you following Jimi Hendrix, the who. There you go. Besides the obvious and apparent empty spaces ripoff at the beginning... It works, though. I mean, it, it works on this song. But it's definitely a ripoff of Empty Spaces by Pink Floyd. But, it, like, again, it's not bad. Again, man, this is fucking classic. This is classic groovy Queens track, man. I Empty do love Spaces this, Empty Spaces by fucking... Uh, no, not even, dude. Wait, what? Okay, never mind. Um, but this is a great fucking ending of an album, period. Regardless if it was a fucking uh, concept album or what. It just works at the end of this album. This is a great album, dude. Don't get me wrong. I know I've bashed a few things, but I don't hate it. I'm giving this a 3.5 out of 5 total. The album? Yes. Oh, oh, this song, I'll give a... This song, I'll give a 5 out of 5. Well, you know, your your opinion doesn't matter because you're a Ghost fan. So. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Charles. Best song in the album. By far. Uh... MTV wore this out back in the day. Yeah. But uh, I dug it then, and I dig it now. I'm a big fan of the shifts in this song. I do think there were some time changes. A little oh, yeah. bit going on here. Uh, the verses with that lighter, interesting guitar goes an absolutely crushing chorus section. I believe it to be the best track in the album, like I said. But I still don't see how this is a better concept album as The Wall. I do enjoy the songs. But it just misses the mark to me as far as a concept album. Well, it, it, that's why I'm saying maybe, you, like I said, when I listened to it the first few times, 
I didn't listen for the concept. And then after a while, I started getting into the story. So it made the album more enjoyable for me, actually. Could be, but The Wall, I don't know. I have a personal connection with the story of The Wall. Well, I love The Wall, but Animals is my favorite. But, uh, I think now we've that, heard you. Yeah. I think that The Wall had a more concrete mortar foundation than Operation Mindcrime. I think my Operation Mindcrime might have been a little loose and could have been taken a couple of different ways. Um, so when you listen to The Wall, you know exactly what you're hearing and why you're hearing it and exactly where the story is going. Operation Mindcrime kind of left it up to you. What happened to Sister Mary? What happened to Nikki? What did he do or did not do? So it kind of left these open ends. So I think they're both brilliant. And, and it's up in no judgment who wants to pick what's their favorite. You know, yeah. we all have we all have that. You know, you have the wall. We might have Operation Mindcrime. But they're two different concepts. And that's yeah. that's what's cool about it. That's what's cool about it. It's the second best metal concept album behind The Elder. Oh, God. The, the Elder <laughs> is not metal. It's rock and roll. <laughs> they lost their metal cred with that album. The Elder could have been brilliant if they were not Kiss and they did a double album. The but, Elder was Toto. <laughs> but Toto did it better. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. You, almost. Yeah. I bought it when I was maybe 10, 9, 10 years old. And I loved it because I had to love it because it was Kiss. And if I didn't love it, I wasn't That's a Kiss what fan. I see with all you Kiss fans. You guys like got brainwashed when you're five. Yep. <laughs> Guilty yeah, as I mean, charged, man. Guilty meanwhile, meanwhile, Mark Alden Taylor says Crazy Nights is as good as Creatures. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. I tried listening to your Crazy Nights episode. That was crazy. Why did you try? <laughs> crazy. Finish it. Man. Crazy Nights. <laughs> it's only—it's like half and half on that episode, man. It's pretty cool. No, well, it's you like know, three against one. No, I'm sorry. Jeff Am I allowed Jeff, the bunny? Jeff Beers Am I allowed like the bunny nights. trail? Huh? Beers don't count, though. Beers don't count. He likes everything. He likes everything. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't like Creed. He's a smart man. No, he isn't. Can you take me higher? Right. You have any final thoughts on this album, Jerry? Um, it's a great. It was a great pick, man. I mean, to me, this album didn't need all that fucking concept bullshit, in my opinion. It was a great album. Music stood on its own, in my opinion. But if you like yeah. the story, more power, more power to you. I mean, it, it's you know nothing to frown about. It's a you great should record. watch their their live concert called Operation Live Crime with the videos yeah. in the background. You maybe you get the story <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, if I have time. Oh god, you got time. You got the time tick tick ticking in your head. Oh, no, dude, but but no, dude, this is a got fucking time tick tick ticking in my head. Ticking in my head. You need to listen to it. You need to listen to it, Jerry. Yeah, right. It's a great you fucking album, to. though, dude. Well, he doesn't need all that. You. That's just my opinion. But. It didn't need all that bullshit, to me, in my opinion. But it's you know, like I said, yeah, more power to you if you like the bullshit part of it. But uh, I'll, as I'll Mark always, as Mark, as Mark always says, enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, Jerry, you're trendy. Uh, let's see. Oh, fuck <laughs> this, off. this is trendy. I, I think this album is fucking perfect from beginning to trendy. end. Trendy. 
fucking great concept. And like I said, if you hear it three or four times, start getting into the story, start reading the story, see what's going on, and it's kind of fucked up, man. It's a fucking dystopian fucking story that's going on today. Uh, even the shady preachers begging for your cash, they're still there. Yeah. <laughs> they're just hiding a little bit better now. Uh, Joel Olstein. But uh, Charles, what do you think about it? I think the music, I agree with Jerry. The music was fine. Concept was okay, but hard to follow. And, uh, but I still enjoyed the songs overall. Conceptually missed the mark. Was Pink Floyd The Wall hard to follow when you first heard it? Or did you have to listen to it several times? Negative. Got in this Negative. No. You got the story Absolutely from the not. beginning. Because I didn't. Yeah. Yes, because uh, just listening to the song Mother, that was my early upbringing. Oh, Mother is an awesome song. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Charlie. I, 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 I went to a Catholic school, so I know all about another brick in the wall part, too, man. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. It just... Man. It was actually banned. We could. They sent a message to our house saying, "Don't let your kids listen to this song." You know, back then I remember. Oh, and then the praying manis, the praying manis wife, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can get all that. Well, now you do with the wife thing. <laughs> because it grew with me. It it's like the, It's like this song in my life by the Beatles. The first time you hear it, okay. when you, it's. But hold on. But right. don't blast me right quick. I'm not going to blast Just that I'm song. Ask you a question. Like that song. Because Sgt. Pepper's is not a great concept album. It's a great album. Not a great concept album. Well, that went all over but, the place, but it's a great album. Yeah. It, it, no, no, no connection at all. But, but uh, in my life, it's a great song because it grows with you as you grow in time. It, it, it touches you differently the first time you hear it. Then you start to have people you lose through your life and this and that. And it grows with you as time goes on. That's the sign of a great song. Just like how The Wall is as an album. It may not hit you immediately. You don't see what's going you on in these lyrics things. that's happening today? This whole album is about what's going on today. I'm not saying it doesn't, but, you know, it's kind of, what, what are you going to do? Well, I know I'm also stuff not... irritates you that's going on today, so maybe that pushes you away from this album because you don't want to hear what you already know. It, it can you? No. Not necessarily. No. I'm not the one crying about AI. Uh, I'm saying it's it's nothing you can do. It's well, there. I'll talk about AI in the video, but uh... there's nothing you can do. It's just it's just like the internet. Anything. Uh -huh. It's over. Uh -huh. it, it's out. The cat's out of the bag. There's nothing you can do. You can sit around and cry about it all day, or just live your life. Type a DM, baby. All right, that's a good album by uh, fucking was it Saxon? No, no, I think, yeah, that's a good one. Not the song by Metallica. Oh, it's no. terrible. Carpe Diem. Yeah. Carpe Diem sees the day. Yeah, Carpe Diem Baby by Metallica oh. sucked. Okay. So let's, <laughs> let's get into our tracks of the week. Mooga Fruger, you picked Minefield, My Disease. Why'd you pick that track? I think, uh, can I get my, my thoughts on Mind Crime? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I thought you already did. You, you started before. Go ahead, man. Well, I just want to thank you, Charles, for speaking your mind about the wall and how how important that was to you. And and mind crime might be more important to some younger generation, but I think both equally speak to today. Yeah, um, and and it it's like social media has made such a shit fest out of, out of everything. I love the fact that we can connect and we can do this show 
and we can just be a bunch of drunk idiots around a microphone and having a good time. That's just like us all meeting up in a bar and having a couple of pints and discussing what we love or don't love. Right. It's okay because at the end of the day, we're all friends and it's it's good. And somehow social media has, has broken that. It's like you automatically become enemies with somebody you don't just you don't agree with. And I'm like, how did that happen? I have no idea. We disagree we disagreed all the time on a on a playground. We disagreed all the time in a bar. We all we disagreed all the time on uh, around a bonfire. That's fine. We're, it's good to disagree sometimes so we can just all be friends. And I just hate how everything is these days. But um, Yeah, it, it, I'm sorry. Going to minefield. I agree with you, though. Yeah, it, it, it's... it's uh, I don't care if you're... Like, like, we can all sit there. We can argue about Sammy Hagar. We yeah. can argue about... I, I don't him. care if you like Sammy Hagar or dislike Sammy Hagar. What the fuck? But is you're an asshole care. to me? That's how I treat you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's bit. like I mean, we, we all bit, love we all love music we all love music yeah, we all love we all love man and it's it's just like hey man we're all brother Ian Wadley he <laughs> he hates Sammy Hagar but we hugged and he was like brother we're all family it doesn't matter it's like he can hate Sammy I can love Sammy it's all good who cares. You know, at the end of the day, it's just my likes of what I'm going to put on my turntable and what you're going to put on your turntable. Doesn't mean we need a fist fight about it. No. I, I say it all the time. I mean, it's wonderful how great uh, headphone technology has come. Yeah. All the time. There's nothing like sitting in front of your turntable with real speakers without headphones, just blasting it and filling the fucking music, though. Or a yeah, you or, hear it. Or I think you hear Bluetooth it better speaker, with headphones. I think you hear it better. Yeah, don't bring up Bluetooth. But <laughs> we, uh, I think you bring up better, I don't know, you get a better feel of it with headphones on, I think. Yeah, sometimes Jim Ladd used to do a show called Headsets. I think he still does it on Sirius XM. Um, when you hear like Pink Floyd. Yeah. You need, you, need, <laughs> you need headphones on for Pink Floyd and smoke a fat doobie. Ashes, yes, because I can hear all I the can't, talking I, on that side can't, of the moon. I can't smoke. I can eat, but I can't smoke. Oh, ah, edibles. Yeah. Edibles are great. Love them. Well, the oh. first time I took an edible, I, my my ex wife barked like a dog. That's <laughs> funny. Oh my god. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Well, let's one time your... I took a mint and a a gummy at the same time. I saw Ooh. a different. I took different dimensions, okay? Yeah. Okay. And it was amazing, and it was wonderful. And some red wine after that, we were good. Ooh, right, you're good wine to go. the end of this podcast. Remember you to eat your edibles, kids. Nah. <laughs> you could have Because I always say take a long rip or something. So. You want to know about my my ending song? What? Yeah. Well, you would enjoy Keel Fest with my that. Minefield, my disease. My disease. Yeah. yeah. Because Minefield, they were so cool. I played pool with that dude. I know all the other guys in the band. And Brandon, this right? particular Brandon. this particular song is oh my god, it's so amazing. From gang vocals <laughs> to 
quicksand Jesus kind of lyrics to melodies to amazing musicianship to a great meaning and everything with the song is just perfect for me and I'm happy to share it with you guys. I have the CD at Brandon Fields, right? Yep. Yeah, fucking that dude's a motherfucker. We we saw him at the comedy show. He came by, hey man, I'm Brandon Fields. I know you. <laughs> he ah. gave huge, like you did. You came up to me, I'm the Booger Fooger. And I looked at you and go, yeah, I'm the Booger Fooger. I'm the Booger Fooger. <laughs> and then I gave you a bottle of tequila and then you hid it in Aaron's house. <laughs> Well, it's now sitting in Aaron's CD collection. That's cool. <laughs> he would not let me have it, and we cannot let have Aaron have any more tequila. <laughs> All right. So, Jerry. Hey, man, I'm, I'm proud I brought that up there, man. Yeah, because I was given – Jerry left that at the Airbnb, and I don't like tequila, and I didn't want it to go waste. But now it's a fucking – it's an heirloom for Aaron. No, it's an heirloom. Here, it will never be – it might be open someday, but it's not going to be open anytime soon. Yeah. And then we get to uh, Dirty, uh, Jerry, you picked Dirty Laundry by Don Henley. Why not, man? It kind of fits with the theme of, of Operation Minecraft in a, in a weird way about how much the fucking media sucks ass. Um, I always like Don Henley's solo stuff, man. So it's a good tune, man. Very relevant. Very relevant to this. I don't think he made a bad solo album, man. Uh, well, rules. <laughs> but then I get to uh, my track because I'm going to let the star go last. Uh, big cock breaking my balls. The great Robert Mason. Yeah, just breaking my balls. I just wanted a fucking great rocker. <laughs> fucking sleaze shit. And then Charles, you picked Pink Floyd, not now, John. Yeah. Fuck all that. We gotta get on with these. Fuck, Fuck all that. Fuck all the last great album in my opinion. Yeah. The final cut. Yeah, I like I like it a lot. It's good. It's not as good as animals. No, the final cut's amazing. Yeah, I thought it was better than Momentary Lapse of Reason. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you, Charles. I, I got agree you. With Thank you. On you. That. I like Momentary Lapse of Reasons, but the Division Bell sucks. No, right no fuck you. Day. Who said that? I did. Mark. Mark. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. The vision yeah, was <laughs> fucking amazing. I don't know, like the word high hopes. That's it. The well, high talking. hopes is an amazing song. So talk to me. Oh god, so talking. Oh. Jerry's over there agreeing with you. You just made a new best friend. <laughs> but they don't touch the just like button. just don't like the lyrics off lost, just like the lyrics off lost for words. I'm a Mark, to tell you to go fuck yourself, Mark. <laughs> Mark, I love you, but the vision bell does not suck. Uh, yeah, Pink Floyd well, and Terry Lowry is a hundred times better. I'm Pink with you, Floyd Mark. and Suck just don't. Uh, yeah, the Endless yes, River. Good, good riffs off it, dude. Oh, but it's, it's, not, not, it's not great. It wasn't. It wasn't meant to be a great album, dude. It was a tribute, but, man. But a moment. But Roger Waters, the pros and cons of hitchhiking, wasn't that great either. Roger Waters was sitting there on his uh, Radio Chaos tour seeing Pink Floyd sell out stadiums while he's playing clubs. Yeah, <laughs> but that ain't happening anymore. Oh, good for anymore. him. <laughs> huh? That's not happening anymore. Well, because he's Pink Floyd selling out everywhere. Well, if you look, Roger Waters deserved what he got because he tried shitting over the whole entire band. Yeah, I know. I know. What, were they, what were they supposed to quit? Just because yeah. Roger wanted to quit? Fuck him. 
I don't yeah. know, man. That that's a whole. This is a whole nother uh, podcast. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of came. It it kind of came forward, didn't it? Because Rogers been filling them up since. I he love those bad days. He hasn't. We he died. Like I said, we the we wall seen. Tour didn't do shit, right? Didn't do you shit. Know we seen, talk, wait, you know how we talk about? Wall. You know how we talk I did about? Too. It was staying, awesome. You know how we talk about the stain yes, when we come back to Metallica. Yeah. Roger Waters would come back with Pink Floyd in a heartbeat. He would. In a second. Uh, maybe. David Gilmore called him up. They I'm sure they have to work a few things out, don't get me wrong. But he'll be there in a heartbeat though. Maybe uh, Gilmore would come back because Roger Waters is Pink Floyd. This is a good oh, video topic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It would, actually to me, Pink Floyd was Sid Barrett and they wrote so much material off him going loony. Charles. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Charles? May mm-hmm. I ask how old you are? Forty-nine. That's my age too. All right. So we're we're in the same boat. So you're a Sid Barrett guy. I like Sid Barrett. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Gilmore guy. I like. Oh, he he inspired so much material. Did Sid Barrett, and also his material was nothing to sneeze at. Right, by the oh, way. The American, that, nothing. That was terrible. Okay. Well, Sauce Full of Secrets. I'm talking about oh. solo stuff. Saucer uh, Full of Secrets, like Piper's at the Gates of Dawn. Yes, dude. Nice. I got good stuff, great stuff. Man. Emily, right. Emily, Arnold Lane, see Emily play. Phenomenal <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. All good stuff. Uh, all, all right. good stuff. That- that was a review of Operation Mindcry, man. I gotta save the. <laughs> I, I gotta save. This, I, I gotta save this talk for what we're doing after. So, uh, hey guys, man, any fun words, Jerry? Nah, I'm good, man. Let's just get to the video, man. Uh, Charles, like, share, and subscribe. I want to thank uh, the Mooger Fuger for being on the episode today. Do the nice oh, stuff right. there, you know, and that's cool. And. Uh, I rule and Oasis rules and Pink Floyd makes better concept albums. Over right. to you, Mark. I'm just going to say like, share, and subscribe. Uh, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Uh, don't make me cry like Aaron does when nobody gives him reviews. Uh, but uh, I don't cry. I, I just push it. If you guys want to do it, do it. Uh, we got a lot don't of Don't you cry tonight. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to say uh, thank you, uh, Shane, Mooger Fruger, for being on here. And we poached you from the Decibel Geek. We did not poach you from that other podcast. Any last words, uh, Mooger Fruger? Hey, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. I got great meeting all of you. Um, yeah. Mark, Charlie, Jerry, thank you so much for welcoming me. And Operation My Crime gets a five out of five for me. And, all right. Uh, the Mooga Fuger and the Mrs. Fuger and the Sadie Fuger, we all say hello. All right, all right, man. man. Hello so, back. Take, so take make, care, everyone. So make sure, and I'll see all you guys on the video. Later. All right, man. Peace. Bye.
for the best of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.